0: And welcome to the Thirsty Mage, the podcast that's avoiding the heat by enjoying some RPGs in the confines of an air-conditioned room. I'm your host and gentleman who has no love for the sun, David Lloyd. And this week, we're here to talk about the games holding our attention during this hot summer, or if you live under the equator like some of us do, what we're playing in the dead of winter. Here with us, after putting his switch in the fridge to keep it from melting during the heat wave out in the west, it's Jordan Rudick.
1: I've definitely been checking my switches more to see if they're like bending or the the shape of them is is changing somehow because it has been it has been really hot. Or uh, my son's been playing a lot of um, our new switch in the dock, and I, I I don't know if I feel like I remember with a new switch if you if you dock it a lot and play a lot docked that the plastic could bend or something like that. And then with combined with the heat, I don't know. But it's <laughs> my, just, just my being... vent is
2: broken. Oh really? On my original switch, yeah. So, <laughs> Same with me. Oh.
1: So how did that happen? Just 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 over time just it's been
2: just over time, too, yeah.
1: too much too much heat coming out, yeah.
0: Mine bent very early on during Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Like I I had it docked <laughs> and I played too much Breath of the Wild for yep. too long and then I pulled it out and there's like um you can see cracks in between like yep. the the plastic cuz it's obviously like bent a little bit.
1: Yeah, see that's Nintendo punishing you for not playing handheld mode <laughs> enough. You're supposed to play it 50-50. Yeah. 50-50 is the optimal configuration. I don't, I don't know, but yeah, my, my my son plays it. He does play a lot handheld, but I I noticed during some longer sessions where I'm playing together with him, uh, you know, don't want to keep in the dog for too long, especially um, if we're playing in a very hot room. So,
0: well, I can confirm too that even in handheld mode, the switch can overheat and turn itself off.
1: I I told you you gotta trade yours into E. B. Games while well, you still can.
0: <laughs> I've did that too. I know I gotta like as long as they do as long as the E. B. Guy doesn't turn Fortnite on, I think yeah. I'll be all right. They extended so, the promo. Yeah, they
1: extended him. the promotion too. I think till August first, so that you've still got a little bit more time. As you should go and do it.
0: Yeah, I, I I might I might have to jump on that. Uh, but in the opposite extreme, playing her P. S. Five both to enjoy games and to add heat to the room, it's Paige Detlison.
2: I don't think it really adds that much heat, to be honest. <laughs> at least it's <laughs> so cold that you can't notice it.
0: it. Sounds it sounds like a space heater sometimes when you know when it's really chugging mm. along.
2: Well, the benefit of playing in the lounge room is that's as close as I can get to the heater without sitting in front of there it. There you go.
1: <laughs> it's not like a PS4 Pro, David. Like you and you, you remember some oh. of the videos we shared back and forth of the sound of that one. That was <laughs> yeah. that'll heat up a room really fast. That's for sure.
0: Well, I had to pull my PS5 out a little bit cuz it was underneath my TV and uh the one day I, like it, it, I, it wasn't loud but I could kind of tell like I was playing a pretty um I can't even remember what game it was but it was in 4K. Oh, it was Final Fantasy 7 remake. Mm-hmm. I was playing playing like the 4K upgrade and and I'm like I wonder how much heat this thing is is blowing and I like put my hand over it and I'm like man that's that is, that's pretty warm yeah. and it was like getting pretty close to the television so I'm like I'll just pull this out a little bit further so that the heat keeps going up but
1: So page page there's there's the heat there's the heat setting for you you got to put an ff7 remake in your ps5 if you really want to heat up the room <laughs> yeah. That's that's the, uh... that's the trick <laughs> The radiator oh, yeah. setting Yeah that's it <laughs>
0: Yeah, but before we get to the uh, the beer and snacks tonight, I just want to uh, let everyone know that uh, we still have our Discord going strong. So if you're looking for a nice place to talk friends, uh, video games with friends, uh, somewhere away from all, all the the bustling negativity that really uh, came to a peak this week, I think mm-hmm. on Twitter, but like today too, jeez. Oh, I know. It's never, it's never. Well, you could say that today, and that's an evergreen comment because it wouldn't it's matter true. what it's day it true. is. It's always something. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, no negativity at our Discord. It's just a bunch of a bunch of friends having fun, talking video games and uh, anything else under the sun. And uh so it's a great place. We invite anyone who's not there already to come on over. And also for uh we'll just plug the Patreon real quick here as well. So th- that's continuing to grow and we're still uh, working with our RPG club, So if you're looking for uh, ways to to get new games or play games with friends, it's a great way to uh, you know join in and you also get uh, the episodes uh, a week a week and a bit early plus you also get some extra podcasts that are only available to the patrons so make sure to check out patreon.com slash the thirsty mage for more details on that but uh yeah i guess it's uh, time for the the beers and snacks and maybe uh, jordan is there I know, I know we've been talking a little bit i even know in the Discord there was. Uh, Someone had mentioned a new Oreo flavor that right, I'm not right. sure what country of uh, origin that came from, but I'm <laughs> curious if you have anything for us. Tonight.
1: It's funny that that's like the, the thing we say about the Oreos. We don't know where they're from. Like, you know, we don't know. It could, it could <laughs> yeah, be Japan right. or China or the States. Or, yeah, who knows? But... Um, yeah. so there, there will be news on that front soon because, uh, there's a, a place called Lucky's Bodega, uh, in Vancouver. It, it uh, they're opening a second location closer to me and in a much more um, accessible area. So, uh, I, they apparently carry a lot of like imported, um, you know, uh, treats, Oreos, cookie snacks, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to check that out. They're opening on Friday. Uh, so I'm not sure if I'll get to them this weekend, but soon. So yeah, so stay tuned. There should be some, uh, you know, interesting or new snack discussion uh, in in that vein from this Lucky's Place soon. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, but I will uh, give a shout out to um, something I've discovered over the last few weeks. Uh, so our, our Canadian friends will know about a chain of uh, uh, grocery stores, uh, larger grocery stores called. Um, uh, I think the the owner is Loblaw's, uh, and they have different names depending on which province you're in. Um, in Canada, or in in the Vancouver area, BC, they're called Superstore. Um, David is is does Loblaw's have a chain near here? What what, the, yeah. what were they called over there? It's-
0: uh, I think it's it's Superstore now, but it used to be called the Great Canadian Superstore.
1: Yeah, we actually, that's so that's the exact same as us then, because it was Great Canadian, yeah. and now, now it's just Superstore. So, at any rate, Superstore carries a brand of products called PC, or President's Choice, and they've released, uh, at least I think this is pretty recent, they've released a line of plant-based products um, snacks, uh, not not just um, kind of meatless products that uh, you know, like chicken strips and hamburgers and stuff like that, but also now uh, they've got a, a plant based pancake mix, uh, plant based uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies, like the pre 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 shaped or pre molded ones that you just put in the oven, um, plant based cheesecake and apple crumble. So I've bought I've now bought all four of those to try. The apple crumble is fantastic, you know, really good. Very again, very hard to tell. That it is made without dairy, um, uh, sort of plant based. I'm not sure what they do if to to make it. They've got like it's got that kind of like oatmeal kind of crumbly top that you think almost always is made with butter. But yeah, very good. Um, the the cookies are very good too. Uh, just you know kind of standard chocolate chip. But you know nothing beats a, a freshly baked cookie out of the oven. So it's nice to be able to enjoy that again. Um, and then uh, the other yeah, pancake mix I made them I made them today and it, really, it's the of all the kind of pancake mixes I've tried without using without using dairy in them, uh, this is the best one so far. So they, they taste just like you know normal kind of, you know, uh, Aunt Jemima's or whatever kind of pancake mix you would buy in a store, uh, that you would just add water to same th- same deal here. So those are really good. So I haven't tried the cheesecake yet. That'll be kind of, um, you know, I guess the biggest test, you know, cause cheesecake without, without dairy, I think is pretty tough. So we'll see how that goes, but yeah, just a shout out to the, the, Plant-based uh, products from uh, from Superstore and, and Loblaws in Canada. If anyone's if anyone's in Canada listening and they're looking for, for some some plant-based things, uh, you know, if they're dairy-free or lactose intolerant, like me, um, yeah, maybe uh, have a look at those because they they taste like very close to the genuine article. So I'm def- and they're not like, I guess one of the one of the problems with um, you know being vegan or you know plant-based trying to avoid your your food sensitivities is that the alternatives are usually very expensive. Uh, but these are very reasonably priced, like they're, you know, it, the apple crumbles like six or seven bucks for, you know, a family sized, basically apple pie. Uh, and that's pretty good in terms, you know, in the plant based world, I think. So, uh, yeah, so if anyone is looking for stuff like that, uh, check out uh, Loblaws Superstore, whatever the, and you're in Canada, whatever the chain is uh, referred to by you, uh, they're pretty good. So that's, uh, that's my update for this week.
0: Yeah, the PCs actually a brand that my wife uh, keeps track of because they they've really kind of gone all in on the vegan stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I know I um
0: that. there's a grocery store near us that it's not it's not affiliated with La-Blah, like it's not owned by La-Blah-blah-blahs, but they still carry PC products. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Um Yeah, so we picked up um there was a few things, there was a PC plant based uh, cashew dip. Okay. So if you want like a chip dip or a vegetable dip, uh, it's made it a cashew. So it's it's your dairy-free option for dip, mm-hmm. which is uh, fantastic. It's got a bunch of different um, flavors too. Like there's just straight up cashew, but then there's also like red pepper and stuff. Nice. And um, there was a few things that we tried to get that not everything was there. Like we also picked up, um, they have a sorbet that's made with, uh, I'm trying to think. of that. There's like this Japanese um, fruit that's like specific to, to Japan. I can't think of what it was called, but they start, they make a sorbet with, with this fruit. And, um, uh, it was hilarious because my wife was really excited to get it. And then we started eating it and my daughter goes, tastes like soap. Oh no. <laughs> 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 you,
1: you, not, no, not yuzu. Uh, no. Um. Yeah, that is, that is it. it? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yuzu. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yuzu, yeah. Yuzu sorbet. Like it was like half, half, um, I think it was like half raspberry and half yuzu. Okay. And she ended up like mixing it all together because she felt like the yuzu was tasted like soap to her. Yeah, that's funny. That's the thing. You never never have expectations because your kids will just trample all over them.
1: Yeah, well, (laughs) she's she's got a number of years to refine her palate, so that's okay. I'm sure. I'm sure. sure When we were you know when we were younger, we school age, we might not have been super into uh, uh, foreign foreign fruits. That uh, you know, I, I I mean. I use user not something I'd ever come across until probably these PC products, anyways. It, it's citrus. I don't think I've yeah. tried it. It's citrusy, right? It's like orange or lemon yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, it definitely tastes like citrus. Gotcha. I see where she was coming from, but mm-hmm. it's just kind of funny. Yeah. How about you, Paige, uh, any Australian uh, delicacies that you can regale us with tonight?
2: Mm-hmm. So, have you heard of musk sticks? And I don't think I covered that one. <laughs> yet.
1: Yeah. Every time you uh... ask, have we heard of something? My answer is always no. But I I do love to hear about it, even if that's the case.
2: All right, so uh, I got the Wikipedia page up because I didn't actually know what it was made out of, (laughs) despite eating them. Um, So they are a semi-soft stick of pink fondant, um, and they've often got like a rigid sort of shape to it. um, And their flavor and smell is to be like musk, like the musk sort of um Smell and taste. What
1: is mus- like when you say musk? I think Dave and I are probably thinking like <laughs> the scent of like a man, or the scent like the sweaty scent uh, of an animal or something. No, there's
2: like, <laughs> well, I think the original musk was like from a deer, and now there's like other yeah. plants or synthetic yeah. um, versions to have a similar, f- a floral like scent and taste.
1: Okay, I wasn't thinking floral, so that that's good. That's good <laughs> clarification. You know what-
0: you know what these look like? They look like uh, red licorice. Um,
2: like yes, they do. Li- they're they yeah. they, they not licorice at all, though. They are, they are yeah. fondant sticks. Mm. <laughs> um, there's also a variant where they have different colours. Um, they're just called fruit sticks, and they'll have different flavours as well. But yeah, apparently the origins of mustics are uncertain, but they're Australian. Um, and in October 2018... The disgusting food museum in Sweden included musk sticks because <laughs> people outside of Australia apparently cannot appreciate fine cuisine.
1: I mean, I, I would love, I would love to try these. I, I can't think of anything like David. You, you mentioned licorice is maybe uh, a close, the closest analogy, maybe visually, but in yeah. terms, in terms of like a candy that we would buy, something similar to fondant. I can't, I can't think of anything like that here. No. Yeah, I, I, I would definitely, I would definitely try these. I'm, I'm all about yeah. fondant, probably. that would be dairy free.
0: Walmart it, sells a, uh, Walmart sells a musk incense stick, but I don't think you should.
2: Be don't a man. eat that. Don't eat that. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, right. You guys can try it and tell me if you're of the non-Australian opinion on them or not. Musk, fl- yeah, musk flavor
1: to. was originally derived from the scent gland of the musk deer. That is just bizarre. Mm. Oh my gosh. Gonna
0: have to try it at some point.
1: Yeah, yeah. If well if this bodega ha- <laughs> maybe I'll get Lucky and, and Lucky's bodega will have some must sticks for me <laughs> like I said. Or even that, that import site where I got the Oreos the one time. Like They're they're bringing this stuff from all over the place. So I'll have to check out to see if they have that. Well
0: I'll uh, finish up the, the discussion with a, a quick beer and it's uh, again from the Haven Brew Company. That's the one Still working through the beer that uh, the father-in-law brought in a couple weeks ago. So, got through all the Lazarus sour ale, unfortunately. So, he's uh, he's actually coming up again in a few days. So, I asked him to bring some more. But um, the one um, that I'm going to talk about is the Heifweisen. So, it's uh, a natural wheat ale. And it's, uh, it's, it's good. It's got a, a bit of a bread aroma to it, almost. A little bit of fruit and spice. And a little cloudy, but it's... Uh, terrific summer beer it's like uh, the type of beer that you sit out uh, when it's not too hot on your patio and you're not getting eaten by mosquitoes and and you want to sip a beer so it's uh, it's i i'm enjoying it it's a
1: good one would you refer to it as musky <laughs> <laughs> i
0: i can't say i not it, it's it. only musky it's only musky when the humidity's high, right. but it's not
1: coming from the beer. Yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, not, <laughs> so not in any sense of the word coming from the beer, just from just from you and the various. Well, you've you've got a lot of ant like wildlife near your place, David. Right? Like you you see like de- I remember you talked about seeing like deer and stuff outside. So, oh yeah,
0: yeah, deer walk through our our backyard all the time. Yeah, that's and, cool. Uh, I'm always chasing groundhogs off the property and stuff too. I guess we better get into uh, this this week's topic, so it's uh, it's it's funny, I was thinking like, oh, we're going to take a break from uh, the RPGs we're covering by covering some other RPGs that <laughs> yep, we, we're yep. just not covering necessarily,
1: so... It, it's funny, <laughs> it's like, kind I, of funny, I feel like we haven't, we haven't done one of these in a long time either, it feels like we haven't just like yeah. randomly discussed you know games that we're playing for fun, and uh it it is such a difference you know between covering games either for for a podcast for review whatever you you have some there's some maybe some obligation tied to it but like I think with all the games we're playing here uh it's just that feeling of freedom of like you know doing doing however playing them however you want whenever you want like short sessions long sessions whatever but gosh it it really is a, a kind of a breath of fresh air to just like play games without a lot of strings attached to them so that that's nice
0: yeah, and uh, the one we're going to start with, all three of us have at least played a little bit, but since uh, you've played it the longest, Jordan, why don't you kick us off with uh, a little bit of spoiler-free, because don't worry, uh, it just came out the other day, yeah. but it's going to be a spoiler-free uh Overview of Chris Tales.
1: Oh, definitely, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll focus on you know just just the mechanics and, and not much more than the demo cover. So there there's a demo in the eShop if people haven't tried this yet. Uh, Chris Tales is an RPG. It's got uh, kind of a paper craft look to it, very very fantasy, uh, re- reminiscent of something like Bravely Default or or Paper Mario with a kind of pop up book style to it. Very very. It does, It Every time you go into a new town, it feels like a po- a book is kind of unfolding, uh, and it's great. Uh, so yeah, you know, just gorgeous art style to this game. Really, really uh, kind of unique and stands out. Uh, it's a it's an RPG about um, time manipulation. So the the main character Crisbell uh, is a time mage, or at least she starts to discover her time mage abilities. And so you're going on this journey uh, of hers to kind of awaken her powers, and you know, uh, I guess learn more about who she is and You know where 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 she came from, all that kind of stuff. Um, the The premise of the game, the gameplay wise, is that you are uh, you go to different towns, and each town has kind of one or two dungeons associated with it. And within the dungeons, you're uh, you're solving like a main storyline quest, but also uh, there are a number of side quest, kind of larger side quests in each town that you're encouraged to complete. Uh, and the result of uh, completing the side quests and the, the at the end of every uh, kind of town area, you get a, a larger choice between kind of one or two, one or uh, one to three, uh, two or two or three things, I should say. Uh, and all of these will kind of manipulate or change the environment. So um, you are making decisions in the game that will have an irreparable or irre- uh, revocable effect, I should say, uh, on the environment. So it's pretty cool um another thing that stands out visually and you guys will have seen this is the uh the try the the way the screen and the towns is divided into three parts where the center there's a center triangle that is the present timeline uh and on the left is the past and the right the future so everywhere you walk you are seeing uh the town or the area in three different states of time uh and it's just super uh, interesting and unique again that's something i've never really seen before um that that you can see on the right side what the city would like like in the future what it used to look like characters age you know just with a few moving a few steps to the left and right you can see a character you know as a child an adult as a as an older an older person um and yeah just that whole thing really really is intriguing uh but i'm curious about i i page and david i don't think you've played much more than the demo if not just the demo content but what uh what have you thought so far
2: um i played the demo way back when the demo first dropped on pc mm-hmm and yeah i was very interested by it i'm wondering how i'll go with like combat because it seems to be sort of puzzle-ish when you're trying to like affect them so then in the fe- like throwing water on them so in the future or the past they'll- something different will happen yeah um so i don't know how i'll go <laughs> with the thinking part I definitely love the art style, mm-hmm. um, and I'm very interested in the game. Yeah, it is one of the many, many games I, I have to pick up this month. Yeah. So. Oh,
1: there's a, there's a ton of games coming out. We uh, I, I, I got like 10 I, emails yesterday about rev- for review codes that people are you know listening to NWR, and I just uh, f- I found homes for about half of them. I'm like, even that's surprising. But yeah, it, it's July is turning out to be the end of July is turning out to be mm-hmm. really, really busy. I was gonna say I just because I can uh, I want to quickly follow up on Paige's point, David. Sorry, um, the idea that uh, uh, the combat is a little bit trickier, puzzleish. Um, I, I think you can brute force your way through a lot of it. Uh, I'll talk more about that in in a little bit, but uh, it it seems what Pages is referring to is the fact that you can manipulate uh, in combat the the time as well. You can activate a future slice or a past slice of time uh, during during battles and. If you do the right combination of casting a spell and then shifting the enemies to the future, you can have a a greater effect. Your spell can have a greater effect, for example. Um, The truth is, I don't know how much you need that to be successful. Uh, I've, I've gotten fairly far in the game without needing to... Uh, Use a lot of time shifting in combat. I've done a lot of just attacking spells and uh, kind of yeah, like I said, kind of brute forcing it without needing to grind a whole lot or anything like that. So uh, I would I would say if you're if anyone is at Page's uh, uh, place who kind of just finished the demo and worrying that it may get too complicated the combat, um, I would say it's flexible. Yeah, I'm I'm not
0: I'm pretty much just where the demo is too. So I haven't been haven't gotten that detailed into the combat. It was more the the only thing that really stood out for me in the combat was the time-based attacks, mm-hmm. which um, I'm typically not a fan of. So I'm hoping, like as time goes on, they're not as uh, important. But um, yeah, like you said, every everything else about the game it looks terrific. Like the the storybook kind of Disney-esque looking uh, uh, artwork looks terrific so far. Uh, I, I suppose I'm hoping. The only thing is it looks a, there's like it's a little busy on the screen like there's especially when you sli- do that three slice where there's like mm. the three triangles basically. So, uh, so I'm curious to see how how they'll play with that going forward, but it's still pretty neat. Uh the idea of making decisions like I know like very early on there's a, a decision where you have to decide between and again, this isn't a spoiler because <laughs> it's, no, it's like in the the first demo. Ten yeah. It's yeah, um, where you have to decide like which house isn't gonna be like eaten alive by some like kind of blight, oak blight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can tell there's like okay, so there's there's impactful decisions that need to be made. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But uh, looking forward to it myself, and um, I picked it up on Game Pass, so it looks looks great on the Xbox uh, enjoying it there. And, uh, yeah, like it's funny. I remember it was over a year ago. I think when, like, I think the demo came out like a year ago. Yeah, It was a long time ago. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, like it was so long ago. And, and so it's one of these games that kind of snuck up on me because I was actually, I think when we were expecting it was like in, at the end of last year. Mm -hmm. So now it's like into the summertime and yeah, there's a a lot coming out. So probably got three or four games on the go now myself. So it's. Only? It's one of those ones that are, yeah, <laughs> so it's it's kind of going to be chipping away at it for the next little bit, but it's something that's uh, definitely uh, I'm going to be putting some time into going forward.
1: It doesn't feel like a game that you would are meant to rush through. It is fairly slow paced, I would say. Uh, even the combat, and uh, if you're playing on Switch, you know, regrettably the Switch version, the, there are some long load times, especially um, around the combat. Uh, there, there are random encounters you get into, and uh, loading times before combat can be as high as 18 to 20 seconds. So, um, yeah, if you're, <laughs> it, 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 it is, it is fairly rough, and I, I experienced that. I think. Uh, handheld and docked as well so uh, you, you may you may want to consider another uh, platform I think it I think it is everywhere and it is on Game Pass so if you have that option look into that um, I do have a review in progress of the game on NWR uh, I posted a video of it as, on our YouTube channel as well as you can check that out if you want to see a little bit more uh, footage and hear more about the game but yeah, I, I I don't think it's one to rush through. I think that uh, it, it has multiple endings as well. Uh, it says, I think it says that on the eShop listing that I checked out. Um, so it looks like your choices are going to matter. So I, I'm just very curious to see how that's going to end up being.
2: I did see some reviews where they were talking about how um, a character was getting attacked by wolves and they left thinking that they could save them later and they could not. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> The game, the game actually—I think—is really funny. Uh,
1: that was not me. I, 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 I know the situation <laughs> Paige is talking about. I did not leave that poor man to uh, be wolf chow. But I will say that um, the game warns you sternly about. Uh, and having not completed side quests, so if you don't do them, it's like you know this is your last chance. Like we warned you, like you know if you proceed here, you might not be able to go back. So there is that um the game pushing you to do everything that you can. Uh, I guess to you know to to have all the possible changes occur in the world. I guess.
2: So so you should do a playthrough where you don't do any of that and see what the ending. We call
1: that <laughs> we call that a, re- a renegade playthrough. Yes, you should do a renegade speed run of the game. That's right.
0: It just seems like a, it seems like one of those games where Renegade Run just seems seems apt. Like just with the kind of uh you know, Disney-esque look and kind of the this whole nice fairy tale thing. It's like, "No, I'm just going to go in and burn the place down."
1: Yeah, you've got the ability to see the future, but you're going to just ignore that and just do your own thing.
0: <laughs> yes. Sir. Yeah.
2: Well, you don't want to be a self-fulfilling prophecy, so <laughs> That's
0: right. Hey, they the, the the time age at the beginning makes it clear that it's only a possible future. That's right. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh,
0: but yeah, I go. I, I'm also playing an RPG uh, right now that uh, does the same thing. And when we'll, you get to a this will surprise point. absolutely no one. <laughs> <laughs> no, it'll be it'll I think the surprising thing is how long it took me to finish the game because yes. I've been kind of just chipping away at it. Uh, I did not finish this game in a week like I usually do. Uh, it took me like maybe two or
1: three. And why is that, but, David? Um, why did this one not get finished in a week? I think there's a very obvious reason for that, too. I don't know. Things just got in the way. I was going oh, FF... to say fourteen, FF14. Yeah. Yes.
0: No, yeah, that is that's definitely the reason why I didn't finish this game in a week. Because mm-hmm. uh, I've been mostly playing <laughs> over the past few weeks uh, Final Fantasy fourteen And this game, Trails from Zero. So, um, yeah, this is uh, the next... It actually wasn't technically the next game in the timeline <laughs> i i skipped uh, trails in the sky third chapter and uh i will be going back to to do it i the reason i skipped it is because it's not there's a it's not technically like it's kind of like one of those outlier games where it's like yeah there is some story bits but it's not really required in the, the timeline itself so i uh, and and joshua and Estelle weren't the stars so i was boycotting that game for uh, a little bit anyway and uh, but no, I I played Trails from Zero, which is the Crossbell arc of the Legend of Heroes series. So this is where we meet Lloyd Bannings for the first time, and the uh, where the special support section, um, basically, its beginnings where it came from. So it's uh, it's it's really weird, go- like playing the entire Trails of Cold Steel arc. And kind of getting like bits and pieces of information about the special support section. Uh, Because, especially in like three and four, because in Trails of Cold Steel 3, Trails of Cold Steel 3, Randy Orlando um, is, is in the game. He's very, he's not usually a playable character per se, but he's definitely like in the game throughout the whole thing and um and una crawford is from crossbell so there's all this talk about lloyd and the special support section so i feel like i've known them for a long time but it was interesting to finally actually meet them and to go through their story together uh, it, it was actually a different feel to the legend of heroes games as well like it, it was it kind of had a bit of um the trails in the, in the sky feeling of kind of like this uh, coming of age tale where you know a lot of the game is it's not necessarily like these life and death situations it's more just seeing the these group of four people grow and uh, so the i guess i should say that the, the people in the special support section are lloyd bannings randy orlando tia plato and um uh, ellie mcdowell and then they meet up with the best boy zeit uh so he's he's this wolf that they find in the first chapter that ends up uh, becoming like uh Kind of the, a guardian dog who mostly sleeps in the the special support section, uh, police station. But when you need him, he's always there. So uh, he's fantastic. And uh, yeah, so they they they're all kind of in their youth, and they all meet out. They're all uh, like part of the police division or what. And uh, they start this kind of um, this offshoot of the police of the police because in Crossbell, the police are not looked kindly upon. Like there there's a lot of trepidation with them. Um, there's a lot of corruption going on in Crossbell. So nobody really trusts the police, uh, but everyone loves the Bracer Guild. So the special support section is supposed to be like this, this kind of Bracer Guild offshoot of the, of the Crossbell Police Department. And so they're basically like, it's, it's the, the first, I'd say three quarters of the game are, uh, you know, them going on, going around doing Bracer like duties that usually police wouldn't do. So they're like breaking up fight gang fights and uh, they're they're investigating like missing people and they're they're doing all sorts of the things. And um, and one of the and Estelle and Joshua are in it. So it's kind of funny that they're not uh, you're not playing as them, but they're in Crossbell with you and you come across them a few times and stuff. So uh, fantastic game. And then the last 25 percent of the game is I would say like there's this this other villain that they're trying to uh, stop their evil plans. And, and the last, and so you kind of have this very chill uh, coming of age tale for this first 75%. And then things just like go back crazy <laughs> in the last 25. And it's, it's, it feels more like Trails of Cold Steel three or Trails of Cold Steel in the sense that like you get a million things happening at once and they're like running around and it's all like a lot of action and a lot of drama um, so it's yeah it's a really it was a really neat playthrough i really uh really enjoy this one um i, I i'm not gonna like rank it versus the others because it they all have like a very unique feel to them so this is i would say it's funny because it's in the middle of both trails in the sky and trails of cold steel and i think it's kind of a hybrid of the two so uh, the one thing i will point out though is that the orb and orbment system i think is really well done in this one in the sense that like It does a very good job of showing you, uh, like when you're placing quartz, um, how the quartz are affecting what kind of arts you can do. Uh So there's like a little calculator at the bottom that that shows you, uh, like so if you put in a wind art, it's if you put like multiple wind quartz in, it shows you like the total at the bottom, and then you can see like all of the different new art um, abilities that that uh, come up because of like you're building it up. Uh, so it's yeah there's uh, you know so if you if obviously uh legend of heroes fans uh there there's no so far there hasn't been a bad game in the series so <laughs> this is this is definitely a, a game worth playing if you're a fan of that and i'm trying to remember how i even came across like because it's not per- like you can't buy it on steam mm-hmm. uh, this was uh, i got it through geofront uh i'm trying to remember how to do it so it's I think I had to, like, buy the game... I had to buy the game... Digitally buy the game from a Japanese website. And they basically, like, show you what buttons to push in Japanese. So I kind of just had to take their word for, like, the buttons I was pushing were the right ones. And I think it was, like, 15 bucks Canadian by the time it was done. And then I installed the localization patch. And then I actually moved it, like, because with Steam, you can load games that aren't Steam games into Steam. And I was able to play on Steam Link... So I played the whole game. Like I play, probably played half the game um, through Steam Link, either on my phone or um, on my television or stuff. Like it was, it was uh, ha- using Steam Link with non-steam games is incredible. Like it's it works seamlessly. It felt like I was playing it on my PlayStation.
1: I don't know if um, uh, obviously fans of the the series, you know, and and we've been we've been talking about them for a long time now. Fans will know that you know that recently four games were announced for localization coming to the West uh, during a, a concert last month. The concert was actually really good. The music was really good. I don't know if any even know if you turned tuned in, David, or anyone out there listening tuned in, but the music was great. Uh, but they announced uh, Legend of Heroes Trails from Zero uh, that's coming next fall. Uh, Legend of Heroes Trails to Azure that's uh, I guess the second part of the cross twenty twenty two
0: fall 2022 that's yeah. like a year and a bit
1: yeah yeah sorry yeah N- next next yeah. fall yeah next next year uh and mm-hmm. then they i guess th- for some reason they announced three more games for 2023 after trails from zero which seems I can't. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. If it will be three in 2023, that seems like a lot. You think you'd want to spread them out a little bit more? But uh, I guess we'll see. Trails to Azure uh, is one coming in 2023. Uh, The Legend of Nayuta: Boundless Trails. I didn't realize that it's a. That's the action RPG that apparently came to PSP. I I I thought I thought that was a which is not even
0: part of the legend. Like it's this is like a. A different, like it's not even part of the Legend yeah, of Heroes. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah, and it's not yeah.
1: it's not Legend of Heroes. It's Legend of Nalyuta. Uh and then yeah. the Legend of Heroes trails into Reverie, which is the kind of I guess the, this ultimate crossover with um, uh, a lot of the characters from other games. It not maybe not just showing up, but also being like you know, main main protagonists in their own right. So. Uh yeah, lots of trails goodness to look forward to. Whether you want to go uh, David's route of you know purchasing through the Japanese site and uploading a uh, localization patch, uh, and it, it's GeoFront who's actually doing the localization for these games now. So I thought that was kind of cool too. That well, they got the to, Crossbow games. Uh, sure, that's right. Yeah, but they they got yeah. um, they were already kind of making the patch uh, illicitly, I suppose, and then uh, well, and now yeah. now they're actually getting paid for it. So that's kind of cool.
0: It's kind of a weird situation because. So they, they had the trails of from zero one for a while. Like it's been out for, uh, I think a year, maybe under a year, but the trails of the trails from Azure one is weird because so we knew they were making it and then it came out in May. And then, so I, w- I downloaded the game and then downloaded the patch yep. and didn't it didn't, I know a lot of people struggled with it. And even for me, like I, I the installation failed, like the first four tries when i try to put it on my ssd and then i just kind of like get in frustration i'm like yeah i'll just try the other like my normal hard drive uh which is kind of like the backup for storage and stuff and it worked and so i can play the game fine which is great for me but then what happened was is like um so after uh nis america announced that they were basically paying geofront for the translation they already did oh (laughs) (laughs) they they took it down yeah yeah. so now you can't even get it so they basically nis just said okay well since you've already done it we'll just buy it from you take it down from your site and then we're going to use that right right so yeah i don't know it's 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 strange like it's you know like i was able to get it for free and it it's still out there like Mm. you can still you can still get it for free so it'll be it's one of those things it's like well i guess you can You know, if you want to pay for it to be on your console, uh, it's, I, I, from what it, I can tell, like, there might be some differences. Like, maybe they're going to work on it some more and make some changes, uh, between now and, you know, next year, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I think for the most part, if you're playing these ones now, I don't think it's, I don't think the translation is going to be much different when it comes to consoles in a year.
1: No, I guess I'll add, um, um, English language I would guess for for those for those four games I'm not, well, I'm not I don't, 100% sure but I don't
0: I don't think the crossbell is getting any voice acting. Hmm.
1: It's funny then that why it would take so long to bring it over. I guess that that's just porting it to Switch and PS4 is the the problem because it's already I, running yeah. on PC, right? So
0: Yep. Yeah, well and what's funny is it's actually on Steam but there's no English like they put it on steam but it's only in japanese mm-hmm. so it's like okay like you've got the steam one working yeah, Like yeah. you think you'd be able to release that one with an english patch but
1: i don't know well we works. we it's know weird. we're talking about a company that seems to take their time with things and you know likes doing things <laughs> yeah. in-house and everything so it's it's not surprising that uh whatever they end up doing however much or little it is that it's going to take a while because that's just their mo so
0: I guess we'll go on to the pages game which uh, has its own trails of legend or trails of uh, Trails in the sky reference I saw on Twitter today.
2: Mm. Um, so my, my one, I am actually reviewing it, so it's not <laughs> not really a break. game. but uh, I've got Neptunia Reverse, which is like a remake of a remake. Uh, my experience with the series is that I played the um, worst game in the series the Idol spin-off game. Um, I don't own it anymore, and I've watched the anime, which sort of just loosely goes over the, like, I think it mostly skips over the events of the sort of the first game, just covers what happens in some later games, um, but I do like the anime. Um And so I haven't played the other versions, despite apparently owning them, but from what I can tell, um, it's basically, because the original Hyperdimension Neptunia came out on PS3, and then there was a Vita remake called, uh I think it was Rebirth, Hyperdim. Where are we? Yeah, Hyperdimension, Neptunia, Rebirth 1. Um, and then that actually changed up a bunch of things, like, um, changed the combat completely, um, changed the script a bit, even changed some of the cameo characters, because, um, this game is set, I forget what the entire land's called, but the different countries are, um, Planetune, Last Station, which looks very Midgard like, um, Leanbox and Louie, and each of these four lands are resided by the CPU, their own CPUs, um, which are goddesses, um, and they fight in the console wars. So, yeah, we've got a PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, and then the main character, Neptune, she represents a Sega console that never came out. So, she's the main player character. Um, but, yeah, um, so it's, it's, Reverse is a PS5 sort of port of the rebirth one and um, there's just like a couple extra additions, like like all the dlc characters are free um and there's fishing so i actually when i was fishing i picked up a saturn fish which looks like a sega saturn uh, <laughs> <laughs> um and yeah so like there so this game is like turn-based rpg it's sort of you roam around in the world and then yeah you get into like turn-based combat um, but you've got positioning, so you've got, because, like, you sort of, they've got, like, a circle, that's just how much they can move in that turn, like, how far around they can move in that turn. Um, so that's an interesting way, because you've got to not get in each other's way, because you might not actually be able to hit the enemies, or you've got to, like, get to the enemies first before you can hit them. So that makes things a bit more interesting. But, yeah, the game's pretty, like, light-hearted, and, yeah, there's tons of video game <laughs> references and cameos. Like, I think the funniest one was... Tekken was just a girl named Tekken, Hmm. and she had a necklace (laughs) in big letters that said Tekken on her. Have you guys had any experience with the series?
1: I know there are a ton of Neptunia games. I don't think I've ever played them. I I think they... Don't always have the best reputation. Maybe maybe it's fans of the series that kind of keep keep playing them and buying them. But I don't know if they're yeah. a little bit um, unfriendly to new players. I don't know. I may have played a demo for one before Page, but I I wouldn't know which one it was or how long ago it was.
2: Yeah, so I don't know too much about the series. Um, I do know that the first game isn't necessarily the best, and I can I can see that the um the dungeons are very short, and then they are very copy paste like. I'm in one country and I go the desert area, and then I'm another country, go the desert area, it's the exact same map layout. Like, it's not, not just the same textures, the same like, things like that, it's like the exact same <laughs> map, but just an extra bit added afterwards. But I, yeah, I do like all the, like, the, you know, lighthearted story, I like all the game references, I like the combat mostly, like, um, I like the system. In place with moving around and trying to build up these meters and then even pair up characters in your party so they can do a combo attack I have there's also even systems to adjust the game like you find plans and then i I, I realized I had the weakened enemies one on so I turned that off or like you yeah, add extra dungeons to the game mm. um yeah certain ball effects like that when you collect enough materials to do it but I like um, oh, there's yeah the the enemies also lots of like <laughs> there's like... A warp pipe enemy, and there's a like toki meki girl. So it's like a visual novel screen, and then it like flings its text box at you to hit you. The the, the enemy designs would be bit over the place. Like some seem to have a bit more care put into them, other like oh. you know, it's generic dragon, and then there's like stuff like that, or there's horse bird or bird horse. I forget what it was called. <laughs> where it's just two legs, wings, and then <laughs> the whole head. Um,
0: I can't all be home runs.
2: Some of these some of these sound like um, SMT,
1: Shin Megami Tensei demons. It's just just hybrid <laughs> hybrids of animals that you know and they look terrifying somehow.
2: Hmm. I haven't seen any references to that game yet. Um yeah, I, I do like it. Um I'm just so far I'm not sure whether it you know it's worth getting the reverse version unless you don't have a Vita or uh-huh pc because you can get the rebirth version on pc so that's probably the better way to get into it so far that i can tell but i am liking it i do find at the moment a lot of time i'm in a boss fight or a fight that's tough um and i feel like i can totally take it and then i get to the last quarter of health and then start you know running out of all my healing my sp rejuvenating items like so far i still haven't found any good ones and Ended up getting wiped when I'm so close to beating them. So, <laughs> that's happened like a lot of times, and I just get really annoyed because it's like I wasted all, <laughs> all my time. Yeah, so for me, I think it's like maybe this game isn't necessarily best quality just because like, of the maps being the same, things like that. But I do like the characters, I do like, um, especially because it comes with like I, pick, I just randomly picked up some of the DSO characters because it's just free with this version. So, there's not really any context for why they're on your team, but. So I've even got like this um character that I know from the anime cuz she's just like a singer and so she hits them with a guitar and then she could do an assist attack and you hear like just a, like a sort of generic rock guitar riff, or like a f- um flaming circle goes around the enemy and hits them. Like there are things I like about it but I still think you know quality is not necessarily the best. <laughs> but I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm sort of playing maybe a chapter or two at a time um while I'm still dealing with what what status effect i have <laughs> it, it definitely
1: feels like a, a a game that has its own flavor and if you can kind of maybe mm. get into this one like you you have a lot of games to look forward to because i think there's you yeah. know over 20 games in the in the franchise and they're, mm. they're not all like rpgs i think they do um, uh, there might be like visual novel style there's games or, or i have a platformer one yeah there you go like
0: I, I haven't i haven't played it for very long but yeah it's funny that it that they have a platform like this weird platformer game. Mm-hmm.
1: I see two um, D anime bullet hell two D side scrolling action yeah, hack and um, slash. You get kind of everything here.
2: With reverse, you actually can download like a free, um, fairly short shoot 'em up. So I played a, a level or so of that before I died because mm-hmm. I'm not used to those games. So like that was a nice little addition. And I think next year oh, I don't know, maybe it's this year in Japan, but there's going to be a Senoran Kagura crossover game Mm. with Neptunia. Um, So I'll be interested, because in Australia, the uh, games retailers do not sell Senoran Kagura games anymore. Not
1: allowed. Um, allowed. Those are adults-only, Page. I don't know about that. Are you old (laughs) enough to even play (laughs) that game? Come on. (laughs)
2: Um, But we do sell the Neptunia games, so I'm wondering if, like... This one might get a retail because it's, like, a the it's same, it's, crossover. It's not the
1: same company that makes those, is it? It's um, no, Idea, like, Idea Marvelous Factory does, for... Oh, Mar- it is Marvelous that does the Senra and No,
2: Marvelous does Senra and Right, right, gotcha. And, yeah, Idea Factory um, and Compile Heart do um, Neptunia games, mm-hmm. which two of my party members are um Iffy so ID- IF Idea Factory is a character yeah, of and Compa who is Compa oh, no. <laughs> is a character playable character.
1: They're not really trying to hide the references here. They seem pretty pretty obvious, right? No. Yeah.
2: Well, like the whole thing um it's just like sort of parody of game culture, I think it maybe it's you know, it's only slightly outdated cuz it's set in, like, you know, it's back in the PS3 era, so like the Nintendo girl sort of Nintendo like the the Wii era things like that. Mm-hmm. Um one thing I really like is the um the the main villain of this game is, R four, so like the R four.
1: Ah, yes, cards. very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It's so, I love that. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny because yeah, cause she's cheating.
1: <laughs> Paige, and hearing you describe this game, uh, what what comes to mind? I don't think this they're related at all, but it it reminds me of Project Crosszone. Of just like all these gaming properties kind of coming together into one kind of wild, over the top game. I feel like there's a little bit of similar, not in terms of gameplay at all, but uh, similarity in terms of like the way the game is constructed to just be kind of off the wall, over the top.
2: Yes, but it's like parody because you know right. they're not saying PlayStation, it's Last Station, yes, it's yes, Xbox, yes. it's Leanbox. Yeah, Fair
1: um,
2: and think that's why the main character is like a non-existent Sega console because like that's the not taking a side approach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think
1: I wonder if Neptune was a planned Sega console that never came to fruition, right? Like I think
2: we, she is. Yeah. let me see.
1: I thought there might have been a project Neptune at some point that just didn't get released, or because there was Saturn and then unless Dreamcast, yeah, ca- they
2: cancelled Sega Neptune. Yeah,
1: yeah, because the um, Dreamcast which flopped. Which is an add-on for
2: but. the. Yeah, Sega Neptune is an unproduced in One Genesis and 32X console in which Sega planned to release in fall 1995.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Yeah, I uh, just I never I never owned a Genesis, but I, I've seen videos and and images of like you know the Genesis Frankenstein monster of you know, you build you stacking the consoles like this the Genesis mm. the CD <laughs> beside it the 32X on top of it just just a nightmare, but uh, probably a good play to not to uh, not end up releasing the Neptune then.
2: Oh wow, <laughs> I, just, I just scrolled to the um, the bottom of like the first Neptunia game, and for the reviews of the original game, Yuri Gamer gave it a 2 out of 10, yeah. stating it is a sexist, senseless, and ultimately stupid cultural curio.
1: Okay, so uh, based on that review <laughs> alone page, we need you to review this game for the podcast, okay? You gotta play. get, get your hands <laughs> on the first one, uh, maybe it's available on Vita or PSP or something like that, I don't know, okay. but...
2: Well, I've actually, I own, yeah, the original game is on PS3. There you go, and then yeah. which I apparently own, and then it was reworked for Vita. Okay. Um. So like, well, they actually changed a bit of things, and then um, Reverse is basically the Vita version oh, with okay. like some fishing okay. and stuff.
1: And do we know what Eurogamer <laughs> gave Reverse or the Vita version?
2: Mm no, I can't. It's not on the Wikipedia anyway, I'd have to look it up. No, it's, okay. it's gotta be um, higher than say. two. <laughs> You'd think <laughs> you well, the well, yeah, the yeah. visuals. <laughs> it should be. Mm. <clears throat> uh, general consensus among Western viewers is that the Vita remake improves over the flaws within the original PS3 title. There we go. Um Yeah, so like the Metacritic for the original is forty five mm-hmm. and for the Vita is Sixty nine or seventy two. No, oh, that's, so. <laughs> that's
1: much better than. Yeah. What about reverse? Yeah. I'm uh, curious about that one too.
2: Uh, uh, let me see.
0: She's not done the review yet.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got to wait for that spoil- number. Spoiling yourself,
2: yeah. Um. Yeah, because it's PlayStation Five exclusives. That means you don't have to look for multiple consoles. Sixty seven. Okay. Okay.
1: So close, close so to not. the Vita then. Close. Yeah.
0: So now we'll have to see if Page comes above or below that number. Mm. Mm.
2: I think the main thing is, I don't know, I'm going to check the retail price. Um, but, because, you know, it's a PS5 exclusive game, it's kind of like, mm, why yeah. it's not on PS4? Because it definitely doesn't look individually. <laughs> it doesn't. Okay, the price isn't like a normal, so it's not so bad. Mm. Um, you know, uh, there apparently was a PS4 version, but that was only in Japan. Okay. And I'm like, I don't. Yeah, I didn't. So I guess this is for. People who want to buy the game like a full star It, it, it <laughs> is funny.
1: It is funny to go it, PS5 exclusive rather than PS4 with like an upgrade it, or something.
2: Especially, yeah, it's a remake of a remake. It's a PS3 game made into a Vita game made into a PS5 game. Yep. Visually, it's not very good uh like the, the, i don't see any reason why it that, shouldn't be on that process
1: of remake to remake is almost neptunian <coughs> right it's almost like it is what the game is what the game is parodying that's its release trajectory as well so i don't know that's that's pretty good i guess that's very yeah, very the,
2: bad um, yeah the, oh, the character is very she's very fourth breaking and like complaining about you know i stopped taking up so much of the screen time yeah. and things like that
1: it fits it fits
0: well, Jordan, do you want to bring us home with the the final game of the the podcast?
1: Saving the best for last, maybe. Uh, and th- this is so. This is the uh, so my game is uh, Yakuza: Like a Dragon, um, which is the uh, most recent uh, Yakuza game. Um, it doesn't star uh, Kiryu, uh, who um, was the protagonist of Yakuza Boo. One to Six, hey, or and Zero. <laughs> now, I'm I'm going to put the Kai on there right now. I think this might be the best Yakuza game. Oh, okay. And let me try to tell you why. You've got to play this game. So. The, the big the big change or the big uh, kerfuffle around this game is that they went away from the action combat uh, the brawler kind of combat of the original games and instituted a turn-based system um, and I was skeptical myself about that change because I really liked the original style I didn't I did I mean I preferred the story and like the exploring Camarcho uh, more than the combat but like I liked it, it was, I liked it well enough but I'm still skeptical about ch- you know changing something so fundamental about the series. But the turn-based combat in Yucks Like a Dragon is fantastic. It is so good. Um, it's snappy. It's fast. A lot of your abilities will hit multiple uh, multiple opponents. The battles never take very long. They're very lighthearted. Sometimes, like you'll grab an object beside you. You'll, you'll use like a basic attack, which might be like a baseball bat or a hammer or, or something like that. And instead of that, you'll just grab a bicycle beside you and start hitting the hitting your enemies with a bicycle. It's hilarious. Um, you can you can. Um, by doing side quests and meeting meeting people around the town, um, you can acquire them as uh, they call it. Um, it's a, it's like postmates or something. It's some name like that. Uh, and you call them on the phone and you basically summon them. So your summons, you call them, but you call like people around town as your summons. And one is like a <laughs> one is a box. Nice. One is a boxer who is a, like a Mike Tyson kind of ripoff. Um, uh, Paige, go ahead. Did you, about- you saw one of them?
2: Um, when I, uh, so I, I didn't pick up the PS4 release because I was like, oh, it's November, I'm too busy, so I got the PS5 and then I've yeah. still been too busy, so I really want to play it. One of the things that sold me on it is one of the summons is a crayfish.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I-
2: and it, uh, <laughs> pieces the eyes of <laughs>
1: They're, they're they're ridiculous there's that one i've got one that's like a um a guy who loves being dominated uh and he can't <laughs> feel he can't feel pain so he when he comes into the uh, battle he shoot. like he makes you impervious to damage um there's a so guy good. there's a guy who like his fetish is dressing up as a baby and i guess being like coddled by this woman and so he comes in he like reduces the opponents like attack and defense like they're hilarious um but um, yeah good ahead.
2: Um, and yeah, the other weird things I saw was like I think one of the benefits of a full-on boss fight or a mini bus but I saw they were fighting a forklift <laughs> like
1: yeah yeah you fight uh, yeah. A, you fight a forklift you fight like um uh, a ball what are they called um the, uh, the wrecking ball like a wrecking ball attached to like a, a crane kind of thing you fight one of yeah. those and you're just you're just smashing away at it until the guy inside comes out. Yeah, it's it's hilarious so you've got a, a party of four um you can get other characters that come in and out as well David you'll like this the place where you eventually set up shop is a is a bar uh and you, that's where you like hey ha- you hang out with your party members there um and you um uh, yeah that's kind of just your home base I guess the story is really good I, I think I'm on chapter 10 I don't know how many chapters there are in total i've paid i played about 20 25 hours in that range uh I think there's still a little bit of a way to go. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to do I'm I, I was thinking about platinuming it I might it seems like a reasonable one to go for uh, I've been doing a lot of the side quests uh, which are called side uh, side stories or sub sub stories sorry um, those are always interesting because you meet you meet really cool people in the town who have like just bizarre problems like this one guy gave me this kimchi that is so hot that when you eat it you start like you know smoke smoke <laughs> comes out of your your head and you start your mouth and you start sprinting as fast as you can so i was giving this kim he gave me the kimchi and so i've been giving it to people around town to help them like be more confident or like this old woman can't cross the street i give her the kimchi and she can cross the street or this woman this uh, this woman at a train station was reluctant to go say you know admit to her crush she had feelings you give her the kimchi and she runs up to the the subway station and uh confesses her feelings uh it, it's it's just such a bizarre game has got all of that yakuza charm um i think the protagonist his name is uh, ichiban uh i think he's just as charismatic as kiryu he's not as like stoic and um uh i guess kind of stonewalled or or kind of straight faced i guess as kiryu is um kiryu it gets like angry and maybe he's not as expressive uh, Ichiban is hilarious. Like he, he's kind of he's he's dopey, but he's lovable. Um, he's very loyal to his friends, and he you know, really wants to be a good guy. I guess just like Kiryu does. Um, it's got uh, English dubbed voices, uh, and I, I I might take some flack for this. I like dubbed. I like dubbed games. Um, I don't want to read as much, especially for a forty-hour RPG. We do. We already play a lot of RPGs with a lot of reading, so I like when there's voice acting. Uh, and I can kind of enjoy that, uh, and I get you know it might not fit as well in a in a game set in Japan necessarily. English voices, but uh, but but I like that aspect. I think for the most part the voices are pretty good. Uh, what else was I gonna say about the game? Yeah, the combat's good. The story's good. So it takes place in uh, Yokohama rather than a, I guess a part of Tokyo. Um, I can't remember the name of the district specifically that they're in, but the story premise is that. Um, after some kind of preliminary events, uh, basically you wind up homeless. And so so you're a bum and you start off by collecting change under like uh, vending machines. Uh, You do uh, this mini game where you get on a bicycle and you're collecting cans. Uh, I I did all the stages of that one to get a trophy. Um, The the premise is that there's these three kind of gangs that own uh, Yokohama and you need to figure out or you kind of, you're being careful not to like upset the balance and you're kind of learning a little bit about each of them and so you eventually get caught up in their story and their 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 wars or their uh their struggles as well and uh things from the past end up coming back It but it's great it's so captivating uh I've, i look forward to playing it every time i boot it up um there's just so much to do in this game i can't believe how dense it is and a great thing i haven't even mentioned is the the, the way that it plays around with it's obvious, like, you know, movement to an RPG. Like, it makes Dragon Quest, uh, the hero, uh, uh, sorry, Ichiban, he he loves Dragon Quest. He talks about, you know, forming a party, and, like, everyone's like, oh, you know, this is not, it's not a video game, this is real life. And he's like, no, 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 like, it's, it's, it's very similar. And there, there's a lot of Dragon Quest, like, or RPG kind of theme songs that play. Like, there'll be a jingle when, when a party member joins you that's very reminiscent of something you would hear in Dragon Quest. Um, I have to <laughs> yeah, in-
2: interrupt about, um, like, yeah, because I'll, like, say, all the references in, like, Neptunia, she actually, like, when she herself levels up, she goes, like, da 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 Yeah,
1: yeah, there's a, there's a lot of stuff like that, like, <laughs> references to other games that, like, people who have played RPGs or other Yakuza games will really get into, and it just feels like a lot of heart was put into the change, or, you know, the, the change to go to an RPG was not made lightly. They didn't just, like... Throw an RPG system on top of Yakuza, like they they built the game around being more of an RPG. Like there are there's uh, a very deep crafting system. Uh, The the one of the major mini games in this one is you take over um, like a a business, like a a business that sells I guess like buns and biscuits or something like that, and you're trying to be like the best one in the market, and so you you have to like hire people and and, you know move move people around to different storefronts uh, to raise your stock price. there's like a mini game where you you talk to the stockholders and it's like it's kind of like an RPG fight in the way that you you assign people and their stamina levels and stuff. It's it's just wild. There's a Mar- there's a Mario Kart kind of themed, uh, I guess, a driving uh, mini game. Um, yeah, there's just there's just so much to do in these games. I, I can't believe how much I've kind of fallen for this one. And the the idea that Yakuza games are going to be RPGs going forward has me really excited because I've kind of, my interest in the series is rejuvenated by the decision to make that, you know, shift the battle system. Um, that said, I did pick up Judgment, uh, which is going to be, it's the same studio, uh, Ryoga Gokuten or Gotiken or something like that. Uh, that's the studio that makes the games. The, the Judgment, which they made, uh, is going to be their action series going forward. And, and there's lo- Lost mm-hmm. Judgment is coming later this year. And if the Yakuza game staying RPGs, I, I, I'm thrilled about that now because I'm so, so into this one. Um, It's a free, I have the PS4 version, but it's a free upgrade on PS5, which is great. Uh, Page has the PS5 version, so that's already good, but um, uh, I, 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 fully recommend this to people. Even if you haven't played a Yakuza game before, like, this seems like a good entry point. Um, just cause they're kind of starting over with a new character and everything. You don't need to know mm-hmm. like Kiryu's, Kiryu's backstory or all of the different, um, uh, Yakuza mob families that you meet. Uh, it, it, there's a lot of new things here. There are, there are some like throwbacks to, you will recognize some of the names some of the areas they talk about, um, but uh, I think you might even start the game in Kamurocho uh, in this one for the, the prologue area. But you quickly go to Yokohama and it's this totally new area. And yeah, I'm 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 in love with it. I think it's really great, and I can't wait to finish. I can't wait to finish it. And like I said, I might even go for the platinum. So we'll see. Downloading on my Series X right now. Game yeah. Pass for free. Yeah, I, I I really want to hear what you guys think about this because you, David, I know you've you've played Yakuza Zero with me, uh, and you've you've dabbled mm-hmm. a little bit in some of the other games, right?
0: Yeah, I've I played five. Uh, I don't know how far I got in five, but I played five. I played Kuami, uh, played through Kuami. So yeah, I played yeah. like, and then I played a little bit of four. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I played. So it, the, yeah, the thing that interests me the most is definitely the switch to the turn-based combat because it's gonna be quite the quite the change but yeah, everything's yeah. looked good to me so it's the, the fact that it's on game pass now just makes it a no brainer so yeah, it's awesome. just a matter of finding the time now
1: a lot of the attacks you do um there is there is kind of a timed function for increasing the damage but it's 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 just like a um a quick time event like you don't have to like um you you'll see like a circle in the center and you press triangle at the right time like it's super easy it's not it's not anything intense yeah. and then there is time defense as well so i I know you don't I know you don't love that stuff but again I don't think you <laughs> I have you to really put up with it. <laughs> yeah you put you, the, like i said the battles are so snappy it's not like Chris Tales at all like where all of the animations take forever and this one like the, the, the visual spectacle of the attacks is, is worth seeing itself too. Like, I've got Kiryu as uh, the job. Yeah, I didn't even talk about the job. There's so many job classes in this game, it's ridiculous. Like, all the characters have their own job classes you unlock more as your bond increases with them um and then you that you can unlock cutscenes with the different characters too uh, i've got kirio i think he's like a foreman right now like a um a construction site foreman so he's got a hammer and i've got all these moves where he throws he throws a stick of dynamite at people he like he starts spinning around with with a, with a hammer and just hitting everything uh, like a <laughs> whirlwind it's just it's this a... game is this game is nuts like i but been the yeah. best the best way possible
2: Hmm. it's 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 in the list of games from earlier this year that came out that i need to play because like the ps5 version but this month you know i've got four reviews on my plate yeah. and games that i have picked up uh that i have not able to play are monster hunter stories 2 skyward sword hd yep. east 9 uh nia 2 is coming out uh chris tells is one of the ones i'm going to pick up but i was given a like no strings attached code for mm-hmm. it so that's good yeah, something else got delayed because like there's a couple physical games, like a couple indie games, getting physically released on Switch, but one mm. of them's got delayed. Um, and then digitally games, I'm probably not getting straight when they come out just because like the pricing of them, like for being a digital only, where in my region mm-hmm. is like the uh, Great Ace Attorney, Fuga. What's the, what's the subtitle that Melodies S- of Steel? Mel- I think. Yeah,
1: Memories or Melodies yeah. of Steel. Yeah.
2: Mm. Um, and then a couple of multiplayer games have come out, like the um Pokemon Unite and Samurai Gun 2 is in early access uh you know Sims 4 is getting a new new expansion that I actually want even though I don't want to give them my money because the game is broken but it's too much just this is not the loan willpower
1: page you gotta figure it out and you've got so many games (laughs) already like don't don't give them that money. It's a busy summer. The big the backlog is already too big. So
2: this year it's just just from this year it's too much.
1: there's a lot of, there's a lot of good games out right now and it, it's tough to catch up with everything and that like I, I I was in the same boat as you like I was reviewing like three or four games and I I I was disappointed because they even if they were good they were taking wave time Not from what you wanted the, to play. I wanted to play Yakuza like <laughs> wanted to I wanted to see that through and I, I hope August is a little bit less busy i say that and it probably won't be but i hope it's mm-hmm. less busy so that yeah, i can actually go for the platinum
2: there's always like a month where like okay there's only one or two biggish or shortish games mm-hmm. and then there's a bunch of like Indie or like ports or whatever, yeah. that is like drop with like one week, two week, one day announcements. And like, no, yeah. and I, I, I know play. I can already I can already
1: think of a few for early August. And then uh, is Ghosts of Tsushima? I think that's late August. The the director's cut too, or is it later? I don't sure. know. But although yeah, it's things soon. get yeah, it's pushed soon.
2: back a lot in Australia, like, Tales like, of Arise the...
0: in September.
1: Oh like. gosh, and we that's the one we have pre ordered, right, David? From that that price yeah. the price era thing, yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, and it's twenty
0: twenty twenty two is going to be wild too when you think of like all the AAA uh, uh, games that are coming out yeah. there. Yeah, let's
2: not talk. <laughs>
1: let's not even talk about next year yet.
2: Yeah, yeah. For me, August, I'm just double checking stuff on the place because I forget to check PlayStation sometimes. For me, August, it seems to be. Well, only like one game at the end of the month. Yeah, so. I don't think there's a ton of
1: big stuff in August, and, and there isn't usually. Like it, like a, again, it might be a couple of like remakes or remasters or whatever. But September is when it's all going to start up again. Uh,
2: I, uh, yeah. I well, I, I don't know if my because of certain cases in my town now. Um, I'm not sure if my wedding's still going to happen mm. when it's supposed to. But I was like bunch of games are releasing on that day, too. Like, the the sequel of Judgment's coming out um, on my birthday and stuff like that. It's just like, uh
1: Well, if, if, if you know, God, God forbid you're not able to have a wedding, at least you have a lot of good games to play.
2: Yep. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just some weddings, some booze to drown my stars. Ooh. Sorry, I'm just, I just saw the pre order screen, and it's just like, ah, a game I've already bought getting, like, yeah. a, a retail, like, um, a lot of switch games indie games are getting like retail releases in australia which is great Mm. because like i can't afford to get things through limited run on the other sites just with like the exchange rate having to pay tax on them now shipping so it's like sweet even though I'm like, ah, oh, I already bought the game. So I don't-
1: <laughs> We're talking about all these fine <laughs> games, and I just bought another two games today when I've got all these games to play. like, I, I really shouldn't have bought them today, but I bought, you know, <laughs> on David's recommendation, and James recommended it to us as well a little while back, uh, uh, 13 Sentinels, I bought that for PS4. Uh, and then Shimagami Tensei Three Nocturne uh, for for Switch. So uh, I'm looking forward to both. I think we'll do. I think we'll do episodes on both at some point. Yeah, I was going to say, Paige, before we go, before we get to Last Call, you got to play Ease Nine because we're going to do an episode on that coming up soon too. So <laughs> we're going to push you to push way. you to play Ease Nine because we're doing an episode. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Wait well, don't have to push me. It I know been my you, first you already parody. you already have, have it. I just have stuff. I have it's to true. It's best. true otherwise you know otherwise I'll start playing East Nine and I won't put it down so you know I gotta do the important things first it's very good then... it's very hard
1: that's a game that's very hard to put down it, it, the uh, combat's so good but we'll get there this
2: is the last call for alcohol this evening drink up drink up drink up and order again This is the last call for alcohol.
0: Get going. Well, uh, for last call this week, it's actually uh, a little bit of a similar discussion that Jordan and I had not that long ago. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, We're going to be talking about the Steam Deck that was uh, very coyly announced on the same day that the pre-orders... were were made available for the OLED uh, Nintendo Switch. I was gonna so. say we
1: we have to our our ta- our challenge to ourselves is to not talk about the Switch OLED while we talk about the Steam Deck. We're not allowed to reference Nintendo's, uh, yeah. which the, the timing does seem. Uh, interesting, right? Like Suspect, a, soon, yeah. a, a little bit. I I wonder yeah. if the switch, like an actual Switch Pro, had been revealed, if Steam might have waited a little bit more or something. Because these these Steam decks aren't coming till I think the earliest end of the year, right? So there wasn't a huge yeah. rush to make this announcement, but it did seem like a strike while the iron is hot. You know, you see people disappointed with Nintendo's latest offering, so why not you know release your not not Switch killer, but uh, another console kind of in that space that that will definitely compete with it or you know it could compete with it depending on uh you know how it plays and the weight and all that stuff. We're gonna it'll be really interesting to see. Um uh, David, I don't I don't think you pre-ordered one, but I wonder if you were tempted to. Oh
0: I was definitely tempted to. Like this this device to me is like I is everything I wanted except for the price. Yeah, it is <laughs> it's, they are it's, expensive. An eight, it's an 800 dollars out of my wallet that mm-hmm. I just don't want to uh to do so like if it was not eight hundred dollars i would have definitely been all over it but um yeah it's just uh that's that's the only problem i have with it really like everything else looks fine the initially i was a little concerned about the comfort of like it's kind of weird that they have the everything kind of on in a line on the (laughs) button on the top it's like the b button's almost like falling off the device so it's it was kind of strange. It was all at the top, mm-hmm. but when when I saw videos of people using it, it, like, it didn't seem that bad. And your hands are pretty far apart, so it's you're not covering the screen or anything. And I would have to think that the amount of money invested into that device, th- there's no way they would blow comfortability in in holding it. So mm-hmm. it's obviously like, must work. But yeah, it's, it's 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 what I think the device. Like you mentioned, the Switch Pro. Yeah, I think the thing about the Steam Deck that proved... Basically, I see the Steam Deck and I look at the price and I think, okay, Valve Mm. has got all of this, like, they got all this hardware knowledge, they got money to burn. uh, They, from what we've been told, they've priced this very aggressively. Mm -hmm. I think what I take away from this is that we are never going to have a Switch Pro. There is never going to be a point where Nintendo offers something that well, that plays 4K because this Steam Deck, which is like uh, th- in its cheapest version, is like uh, 600 bucks, still doesn't output 4K. So there's never going to be a Nintendo device that that does 4K. Like this, the Switch is it. This is it.
2: I I, I prefer consistent 1080. It'll be fine, with, you know, because cons- man, some Switch games. Play it in docked okay. Play it in handheld, you go, Oh like how jaggy it is, how like it, like I played a demo of something like Godita three on handheld awful wolf. If if
1: the Steam Deck is docked, it still can't do four K? I, I, I don't no. know, I'm just asking that. I, I don't really think don't so. Know.
0: I'm okay. I'm pretty sure it's not. Like it's it, they so you can dock it in like anything, like yeah, any kind right. of uh, USB C will work, but from my understanding, is that it's still 1080 when it's on the monitor. It's not 4K. Yeah,
1: because if the Switch ever does any version of the Switch ever does 4K, it'll be a result of the dock. It won't be the 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 Switch device itself doing 4K on the screen. It'll be it'll be it needs some assistance to get there. So we'll see. I, I still do think a Switch Pro is coming or whatever a Switch Two, whatever you want to call it. I I think they will find a way to get to 4K. I think I, I wonder if with the Steam the Steam Deck if that was a, a choice. Like if you're if they expect a lot of people to play handheld i don't think you need handheld 4k and if you want 4k on a pc you're you, you probably already have that yeah. right like if you yeah. if you want that 4k experience you know how to get that this is strictly for por- i think it's mostly for portable play i doubt many people are going to be plugging this in it's nice to have that option to kind of carry your library around with you but i i, I guess for me it's the the touch pads on either side of the screen that that i really need to try that to see how that feels <laughs> I, before i get there because uh, if it, it looks weird, and I, I don't. Lo- it feels like mobile. It mobile gaming, uh, like kind of quality well, to it. So I, I need to try that first.
2: Um, I was talking to like a friend when it came out, and they were like, "Oh, it's so innovative because i have got touch pads only." But we like the Vita's entire back is a touch That's right. Pad. That's right. Yeah. Saying? Yeah. Good point. So yeah, for me, I'm, I didn't pre-order it because like I'm not gonna indebt my future self an amount I have no idea if I'll be able to afford. Yep. Like I have a casual job, some income just all over the place. Um, I'm and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna wait for reviews because yeah, I'm not sure how comfortable mm-hmm. it's gonna mm-hmm. be. And as someone with a pretty good gaming PC and the Switch, I don't really need it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I I feel like I'm kind of in the same boat, Paige. Like I've got a (laughs) PS5, I've got a Switch, I've got a PC that can play games if I wanted to um what why why do i need this product like i because it plays all my steam games i don't have a huge steam library I have, i'm not one who mm. was been buying games on steam for years and years i think if you've accumulated hundreds of games via steam like this seems like an awesome way to bring that library around with you like that, that is definitely a plus here but yeah david you're you're right the price is uh steep especially you know the the canadian one like you said you know six yeah. seven eight hundred dollars for for even not not even the top of the line version necessarily uh, it is, a, it is a lot to give up. I'd rather just buy more games, uh, you know, buy more PS5 games or whatever for that money. So. Uh, don't don't need another console right now. I think it's I think it's a really cool idea. I know people are really excited about it. I I hope it does work out. I really do. Um, I think that you know another play another way for people to play games how they want is fantastic. Um, and you know the truth is like down the line if I if I really if if the older Trails games never come to Switch, you know if we don't get Trails in the Sky uh, ported somewhere else other than uh, other than Vita and, and Steam, uh, I'll probably or and even the old older Ease games. You know like there are a lot of games trapped on mm. Steam that I would love to play. portably so i i could i could see myself in the the next year or two picking up the entry level model just to have portable access to those games and if the if the system feels good sure why not with
2: with the switch i only really play it handheld. like sometimes i'm literally playing handheld while sitting in my computer chair yeah it's it's just so because just because of my setup or somebody else is using a lounge room it's Mm -hmm. not so Mm -hmm. much of a like because where i live you don't really take public transport you know um i don't yeah there's no no, nothing like that where I really have a reason to play a portably other than just to sit somewhere more comfortable. So it's it would be a very big luxury for me to yeah. <laughs> get one of these. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't even think this is a competitor for Switch per se. Like mm-hmm. I, I think the price is going to keep it out of the like. Basically, to me, they're targeting uh, you know enthusiasts. Yes. And I think yeah, yeah like enthusiasts are going to spend money on this. Clearly, they they are because like pre-orders have already. Shot up like ridiculous amounts. They're already into 2022 for mm-hmm. to try to try to get one of these uh units. But uh, I think this is just gonna. Uh, I think this is just more motivation to, for Nintendo to just continue in to stay in the casual market. Like I, I, I think they'd prefer to keep the price as low as possible so that people are buying the the Switch units to play like one or two Nintendo games. Like mm-hmm. I, I think you're just gonna see the the same kind of cycle of Nintendo where it's like, okay, well, you know, people aren't buying these games to play Eve's nine and like they're not buying these games to play third party. Yeah. It's they're just buying a Switch so that they can play Mario, Legend of Zelda, Super Smash, Bros. and Mario Kart. Like mm-hmm. I think that's where we're going. And I think with this with the Steam Decks announcement and then the uh, the very hastily tweeted out um Information from like Nintendo head office about th- there's no Switch Pro coming,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um makes me think that I think this is it till, I don't think there'll be any Switch upgrades until 2026 right. at best.
2: Probably. I think yeah. they're well, going to be pushing I rem- this. Hold for on, did you say twenty twenty twenty
1: six? No Switch upgrade? Yes, David. That's in N- no. There's no way. Nope. We, there's no. There's, there's no. Only no. that's right.
2: When nope. the Switch years. was coming. When the Switch yep. was coming out, they said that they were going to keep the Switch for about, I don't know, it was 10, 11 or so years.
1: But that doesn't mean it's going to be the same console. They even did a new 3DS that had, uh, you know, no, better, better internals. Yeah.
0: I think we'll get an OLED Switch Mini, like the, whatever the, what's the Mini called Switch, now? Switch the Lite, Switch, Switch Lite. Lite. Yeah. There's going to be an OLED Switch Lite in a year or two,
1: and then... But
2: part of the OLED is having a bigger screen.
1: I, You know what? Yeah, they I, I might have believed that if I hadn't played Ease Nine on Switch and saw how bad it ran. Like <laughs> yeah. that's a fantastic game that runs very, very poorly on Switch. They, they by next year, the the third party games just won't run. By the end of next year, they just won't run very well, or they take too long to optimize. So, so, come on, Nintendo realizes, like you know, they they're talking to the third party partners. They know that like the games are chugging by this point. They're seeing the reviews. Ah, seeing they, the they they don't care
0: anymore. Yeah. the money the money's there. They don't care anymore. It's it's. They got eighty million Switch. They don't care. They're not. They're not worried about it. I guarantee you, there is not going to be another a Switch upgrade would, uh, would until at least at least twenty twenty
1: six. There is not twenty twenty six is outlandish. I can't believe like, you are nope. saying that year. Because yeah.
2: of the uh, OLED, I think yeah, it'd be at least three years till they'd come up with another actual big change to the Switch. And the OLED they're, wasn't very yeah. much of a big change. So. The OLED <laughs> and, is just and,
1: replacing and the base model. It's not the new new no. Switch. It's just, yeah. it's just well, it's not, it's not
2: replace. No, it's not replacing the base model because the base model's still being sold. I mean, it's going. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's going it's, to. It's, 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 it's not like three DS and it. new three DS. It's like. Yes, no, it's exact, is it is very difference.
1: similar to that, right? So, like as soon as they made like the the DS Lite, they stopped making the DS, right? The DS Fat. It's going to get the, the regular Switch is going
2: to get but phased out. But the OLED by isn't this. like the Lite or the new. Yeah, so, I don't
0: I don't think they're coming in with a new processor because they're not going to want to they're not going to want the situation that they had with the 3DS where there's like hmm. okay, you got to buy a new Switch if you want to play the new games. Like th- I think they're gonna spread this out until way past its expi- expiration date, and then there'll be a brand switch new to- system. Switch two, yeah, and that'll be in like twenty twenty
1: six. It's fine. About- we're all we're all you know. Last call is gonna last longer than a normal segment if we keep up at this rate. Like, uh, uh, believe me. Every, <laughs> we're all we're all allowed to have our opinions. I I, I would be incredulous if it wasn't tw- until twenty twenty six. We didn't see another switch. I'd be I'd be right, shocked beyond start belief.
2: Start a betting pool. <laughs> I, I'm, willing bet, right, I'm willing to bet. I'm willing to bet a to lot more than a single case switch. of beer
1: on on this <laughs> this one. Like I, I'm even more. I'm much more certain of this than Square Enix and the Pixel remasters, yeah. especially with that stupid Q and A where they said they don't have any plans.
0: Yeah. Well, after after I win the beer for the Pixel one, I'll I'll double it. We'll do double or uh, we'll double it for the for the next Switch upgrade when when that comes out. Because
2: I, I I just said you know whoever gets it wrong has to buy the other people and you Switch. <laughs>
0: I yeah uh, th- I just I just think they're gonna ride this like they did the Wii like it Nintendo has like a history of repeating itself and it's they're not getting they're not breaking the cycle they're, that's not gonna happen like it's just they're just gonna keep re redoing history over and over.
1: Exactly that, that's exactly right. That's why there's going to be a that's why there was a new 3DS because the original the base model 3DS couldn't run games like Hyrule Warriors or Fire Emblem Warriors uh, yeah, and other games. It couldn't run them well. Really. But
0: but you, but you're I I think you're looking at like yeah, the handheld stuff. You this is going to be like Wii when when you know the, they sold 100 million Wii's and they're like this is great. We're just going to sell Wii's forever. And then all of a sudden they realize they're getting their lunch handed to them. And, and then that's when they came up with the Wii U. So it's I think that's where we're heading. Like, I don't know if it's going to be a Wii U Switch, like when Switch 2 comes out. I just think they see this golden goose and they're going to bleed it dry way longer than they
1: should. Hmm. <laughs> If they if they were so concerned if they if they were so like if they felt so confident about like their position and they felt so strong about it and they were that they were doing okay and they're staying the course they wouldn't have put out that tweet refuting the Bloomberg article a Bloomberg article a couple of days ago they wouldn't be so upset about Bloomberg trying to rock the boat and talking about you know trying to upset shareholders and stuff like that like if they were so complacent they wouldn't they wouldn't care about that right they they wouldn't just say like oh they'd just like ignore it like why do not just ignore the press if the press is wrong just ignore them.
0: But they were, but the thing that they were upset about was that, pe- that the they were upset that people still had hope that there was another switch coming. No, and no, they were was being profit, very clear the There's no more margin. switches coming. It, no, that's not. What oh happened. no, that's, that's on the old OLED. <laughs> but they, <laughs> the but they, felt the in they the they same tweet, about. they said there are no plans for a new switch. I think they said literally. I think literally they, I think said they said those there's words, been nothing announced. We have no plans. We have nothing no, no, to announce s- at this time. No plans. They said plans. We need to bring. We have no plans for a new switch.
2: Mm.
1: Look we have no, no, no plans um, announced at this mm. time for a new <laughs> Switch
2: well unfortunately it, it, it's closing time so we've got to kick you rummies out and you can <laughs> have your argument on the streets
1: I need to see this tweet this has to be the last thing okay here we go so, uh, a tweet from Nintendo Co. Limited Twitter handle, July 18. I'm going to read that. Uh, yep. <laughs> it's, you read it's in, it. It's in Japanese afterwards here. Uh, a news report on July 15th, 2021, claimed that the profit margin of the Nintendo Switch OLED model would increase compared to the Nintendo Switch. To ensure correct understanding among our investors and customers, I want to make that uh, make clear that, that claim is incorrect. That's the profit margin part. We also want to clarify that we just announced the Nintendo Switch OLED model will launch in October of this year, and have no plans for launching any other model at this time. That doesn't mean nope. they're not going to make one. It just says no, have, I know they have, they're, they're they going to no, make one. They have no in plans for launching one right right now. They're to... in the next four years. <laughs> okay, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we'll add we'll there. Like I. I uh, I, I just can't. I, I, I think the language is sufficiently vague, as as most you know business talk is, to hide what their true intentions are. And Nintendo is notorious for telling us one thing and yeah. doing another, or you know saying nothing and then doing the the, the thing we expected the next day. So. So I yeah, I don't know how to transition to the ending part here. Like if you if you <laughs> uh, you know if you think that there will be a switch revision, you know please reach out to David on Twitter and and you know make make sure he's very uh, uh you know he's his uh, come misinformation yell at me Discord, is, yeah, come yell at me Discord. Right. Discord's Discord a better place for it yeah so let let us know yep. on Discord what you think about the potential for please don't no more <laughs> with don't don't tag page in those comments <laughs> uh we we now need a separate Discord channel <laughs> for all of this but. Uh yeah, think, thanks very much for joining us. Uh, it's fun to just talk about um uh argue about consoles, but also just talk about some of the games that we're playing more a little more casually, although Paige is reviewing Neptunia, but um it's nice when there's <laughs> it's nice to play games sometimes when there's no deadlines and not as much pressure as I said earlier. And uh it sounds like all, all of the games are, that we've mentioned today, aside from Trails from Zero, we're all kinda of still going through those. So uh but there's more to say on Chris Tales, Neptunia, and Yakuza Like a Dragon, uh and hopefully we'll uh, maybe get a chance to share some more thoughts on those games. Uh in extended episodes down the line. But, uh, yeah, that's all for tonight, everybody. So thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, where to find us on Twitter at the thirsty mage. Uh, you know, David mentioned the, the page the discord, other great places to support, support the channel, hang out with us, uh, uh talk about video games, all that kind of stuff. Um, I don't know uh, next week we are talking about, uh, God, Dave, uh, David, remind me please. Oh, this
0: the RPG, um, for folks that, uh, maybe can't quite get into JRPGs or, looking to get into them or whatever we're doing uh like a roadmap on you know where beginners can start and where they can kind of uh graduate to to the the tougher mm-hmm. games
1: right and we've got a special guest joining us do, do you want to share that now or is that going to be yeah. a surprise uh
0: no it should be it's um well as long as the episode happens i guess but yes. uh alex from uh, backlog battle is going to be joining us for that episode and uh, and sharing uh, uh how they got into uh, JRPGs and uh, you know sharing with the the different recommendations for beginners and intermediates and that sort of thing
1: sounds good. Yeah, so that uh, that's all for today, everybody. I hope everyone has a good night. Uh, if your if your place is too hot, you know, hopefully you can find somewhere cool. If you're like Paige and you're freezing, you know, turn up your PSP, <laughs> turn up your PS5 to full blast, and uh, hopefully that'll do enough to keep you warm. But uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody. Have a good night, and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye now.
2: Bye. Bye.